What's up everybody? My name is Kyle and today we're going to be talking about why I started YouTube and why I got into hunting. Um, so just to get into it, I want to give you some background. So I love hunting as you can see from this wall behind me. I'm a huge big time um, hunter. It's something that I think about most of the day if I'm being honest, whether I'm at work, whether I'm at school, whatever the case may be. And I wanted to start this podcast basically just to talk about things um, in the reality of hunting nowadays. So some of the points that we're going to talk about um, in the future are getting hunting permission for doors, knocking on doors. We're going to talk about the best towns in each state for hunting. We're going to talk about how to pattern deer, how they pattern you, different um, abilities to kill mature bucks in the East Coast as well as in Idaho. Um, and then we'll talk shed hunting. Um, we'll talk about some of the ethics of hunting. We'll talk about funny hunting stories. I'm going to have some guests on. We're going to talk about new technology as well as cell cameras and the developing ability for hunters to be better hunters. And basically just those sort of things that I've learned that I can teach you guys because I don't I don't want you to start off as square one like I did. I want you to be able to watch these videos and be able to learn um, and not make those mistakes that hunters make. Um, so to start out, my name is Kyle. I'm 22 years old, um, so I'm pretty young. Um, but since I've had so much free time, I've I've had this huge passion and I can be able to do a lot more with my time than someone that maybe is watching this that's 35, 40, has a full-time career and a family to support. So to start off, I think the first time I really started to think about hunting, um, there was, there's a guy that lives down the street um, and his name's Ricky and my he was my brother's friend's dad um, and he has this huge wall of big bucks and a moose above their fireplace and ever since I was young we'd go over there for basketball parties and I would just see all these huge deer and I'm like holy crap like this is amazing so basically when I was when I was looking at that I was just fascinated and my dad he he loves guns but he was he's not a hunter at all um, and none of my three older brothers hunted um, and my parents are actually from England so my mom has a Liverpool accent like that so she's not very much into hunting but since nobody in my family did that they were all all kind of confused when I started to love hunting and fishing um, but growing up here in New Hampshire it's been something that I've been surrounded with and absolutely fell in love with um, so my dad had a YouTube channel had tons of views on it from like doing pool videos or different like how-to prepper stuff um, and then I thought about I want to film like my deer hunting um, so when I was about 16 is when I started actually get into hunting and then my first year like actually going out and doing it all by myself was 2020 and that's when I started to kill stuff because I didn't need to worry about other people's scent and things and I started to get into scent lock and we'll go into all those different things of people that have influenced me like John Eberhardt um, and I've been able to talk to him personally on the phone and learn how to kill these mature bucks and I started out but thinking that these New Hampshire deer are absolute ghosts and that there's basically nothing to hunt. 
um, from going and realizing that there is mature bucks out there. You just need to go find them. You can't expect them to come to you. Um, and being able to just cover the ground and not go to the same old tree stand. So it made me more of a mobile hunter and also how to adapt to hunting pressure. Uh, New Hampshire has some of the most hunters per square mile and some of the fewest deer uh, per square mile in the country. So that makes it difficult. Um, but you have to adapt as a hunter. I haven't gotten a ton of huge deer, but all these ones behind me that you see are all with a bow. Um, bow hunting is something that I've been able to do and my parents were kind of skeptical of letting me go outside the house since I didn't grow up as them. They are not hunters. They didn't want me to go out with guns on my own, which I totally understand at that age. Perfectly normal thing if your parents aren't hunters. So unfortunately I haven't been able to do huge big woods tracking um, besides like shed hunting and stuff. So I understand how deer work. We'll go into um, some of the science in different episodes about interdigital, which is a gland in the middle of their foot um, that they can tell um, different deer based on that. They can they can socialize. We'll talk about scrapes, jay hooking to scrapes and how they scent check downwind and how to hunt that effectively. Um, and the biggest thing is just this: these strategies will not only work just for mature bucks, but they'll work for any deer. I started out not being able to see a single buck. My dad's lived in New Hampshire his, most of his life for the last 27 years or whatever, and he's only seen maybe two or three bucks ever. So, and he, as a non-hunter, just says like driving to work and all those things, like he's just, you just don't see him. Um, they're not rutting in fields in the wide open like other places just because it's big woods and mature timber. They tend to be on logging roads or deep in swamps and eating acorns. We don't have a ton of food plots um, like Iowa or cornfields like Maryland or whatever the case may be. Um, so going back into that, what kind of started it all was this deer named Chompy. Um, so I have his shed back here on this posted sign. Um, and he's just a, he was just a big eight point and I was hunting with my dad down the street. Um, and we didn't know what we were doing. Uh, I had a bow just in case a doe came in, um, even though it was shotgun season and my dad had a shotgun and he was about a hundred yards behind me. I'm freezing my butt off. I'm on like a tripod sitting stand and this buck comes around. There's a tree that got struck by lightning. So it opened up the canopy and kind of let things grow all this foliage and I have a tree stand there now, but initially he was coming around the big wooded thing and he was bedding out in the swamp. So I learned all these things that I was doing right, but I was doing them right by accident. And that's why a lot of times people will be like, oh, well, this person doesn't know how to hunt, but they kill a big buck, but they only kill one in 20 years. The difference is they're doing things right without knowing it. But when you can replicate success, that means you're doing something right. Um, especially when you're getting a bunch of big bucks because there's some people that only can't hunt a couple times a year and they still kill big bucks. It's because they're hunting smarter, not harder. Um, and that is also a thing that goes into pressure and scent and what to wear and rubber boots. So you don't leave scent behind, but we'll get into that in future episodes. So my dad is behind me. He has no clue, but this buck comes in and he's like, he's, he just, eating, 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 eating. And this thing had the fattest belly I've ever seen. Just like kind of looking like me. Um, so this, 
this deer just comes in and he's he's a clean eight but like a basket rack but at that time I'd never killed a deer I'm like holy crap this is the biggest deer I've ever seen in my life um so I start freaking out I'm shaking I'm on the bow and I can barely pull it back and I had a a youth bow and at this time I was like 16 but the bow is probably meant for like kids a little bit smaller and we didn't have the draw set up precisely yet so when I drew I kind of had to lean into it because it wasn't big enough um and the deer comes out and he probably gets to like 20 yards my leg shaking I'm jittering from buck fever because I don't know what to do um and then I'm just like when I say meh I say I had like a voice crack that's how much I was shaking I was like meh so I pull back and he stops perfectly broadside and I go and I probably punched the trigger I don't know what I did but I'm leaning forward and I pull it and it goes over his back and he bolts off and then stops at 100 yards and just looks around like what the heck just happened and just walks off. But the reason I named him Chompy was because of how fat he was and how much he was eating. Like this deer was huge for his age. He was probably three at the time um, or just a, yeah, he was probably, he was probably three years old at the time. So for me, I was like, that's a huge deer. And it was similar to this size rack this is a different buck um that's a five by four um that i've gotten trail camera photos and he was a pretty cool buck this buck actually shed in april so you can imagine how late that is he held that long which was pretty cool and he still had blood and the wax ring is still on it what i know now this buck was three and a half which is absolutely absurd that he's this small he had a five-point side on the other side, and then he's got this side, and this brow tine doesn't really count. But a beautiful buck, just not big at all. And I know he's three and a half because I've gotten two years of pictures of him. Obviously, he was, he was a four-corn his first year, but he's got the same squiggle. He's got, like, a bump here. Um, but, yeah, I have him on trail cameras. He's a fighter. He's all torn up, and he's been rubbing. He's got stuff in this base and stuff but pretty cool buck um anyways so this buck walks off and i just start bawling crying and i walk up to my dad he's like what's wrong what happened did you shoot one and i was like no i i missed because i went and checked the arrow and i went straight in the dirt and i shot under him or over him i don't know and that was kind of the end of that story and we we saw does and my dad would i'm gonna have my dad on hopefully on this podcast but my dad like one time we sat down there and he had a shotgun and he saw a doe and we could shoot a doe at that time. Um, the seat with the season dates, there's only a couple days that you can shoot in New Hampshire a doe with like a shotgun. So he had it ready, but it was looking at him and he didn't want to move cause he thought he would scare it. And it was kind of that last light. Um, so we blew that. And I mean, I mean, we, when we did see you deer, it was rare. Um, we didn't know what we were doing. We were mostly hunting from the ground, but we're, we're learning together, freezing our butts off. And something I'll always remember is the memories that we would have going to something called Parker's Maple Barn and basically chowing on pancakes after freezing our butt off for eight hours in the woods or whatever it may have been. And as, as long as my ADHD self, ADHD self could last in the woods, basically. So after those hunts, I kind of learned a lot. And then that spring, my neighbor, she said, hey, I think there was an antler up the road 
and my dog was like gonna grab it or whatever but I just left it there and I was like where where so she sent me the GPS coordinates and I went and got the antler and it's funny because she's an anti-hunter but she told me and I was kind of surprised I was like okay um so I got the antler and I was like holy crap that's the deer that I missed and he's huge and from then on like I had my heart set on trying to find that deer or like bigger deer and that kind of just like took all my attention I I still loved bass fishing and I progressed my career with that and like so in hindsight I I was absolutely infatuated with why would he say that the new thing that I had taken on for hunting um and I just learned that that I wanted to do everything I could I wanted to talk to everyone I could about it and I wanted to watch every YouTube video that I could to learn um, so from that stance on, I learned, like, I need to cover a bunch of ground. I need to learn topography, um, and how to read sign and basically how to find these deer, especially in daylight. Um, and at this point I just wanted to be able to shoot anything, which most hunters, it's like, I just want to get deer down. So my first deer, um, was with a shotgun the next year. Um, when I was 16 or 17 and it was the sm it's the smallest deer on the on the thing and I'll pull it up um, on the big screen but it was a little three or four point and that deer could not have been more excited um, basically the story with that one is I was on a drainage ditch um, near the edge of a bedding area and the deer was scent checking the bottom coming down um, he was the small, I think he dressed like 99 pounds, which is like really small for a New England deer. Covered in ticks on his ears, like super unhealthy one and a half year old. Um, but that deer, I shot it and my dad thought I was such a bad shot that he put buckshot in it instead of a slug, which I don't understand why, but I shot it at like 35, 40 yards. And at this time, like I didn't have like a hunting shotgun so I was using one with like a little gold bead it's like a self-defense 12 gauge um so I shoot this buck and he flies on his back legs broke his leg and he's limping off running and I, and I hit one in his lung a couple pellets in his lung and then in the in the side and I call my dad and he's like did you shoot something did you shoot something because he's 100 yards away and I'm up in my climber I bought a climber um tree stand so I'm up in the tree and I'm shaking I can't get down in the climber because I'm still shaking 20 minutes later and my dad is, gives me a call he's like did you shoot one I'm like yeah can you chase after it like he ran off this way so my dad comes down he's like which way did he go I pointed him in the direction my dad walks that way um but he basically went up and he missed it twice with like his handgun and then he pulled out his shotgun that he had and then shot it and it expired um but then we field dressed it. We watched a YouTube video, basically learned how to field dress it on the spot. Um, somehow it turned out fine. We didn't like hit the paunch or the, the gut sack, but that worked out and then put on like orange strap and then carried them out. Cause in new England, you can't pack out deer. You have to, you have to bring them to like a gas station or check them in at a way station. Um, with COVID, I think that might've changed and it might be more online, but it was pretty cool that we were able to do that for my first time. And then from then on, I was able, to, I shot a doe the next season with my bow, my first time ever hunting with a bow by myself, actually. 
um, that same season in the late season in December. So I was able to fill those two tags my first year, and I think that was 2016 or 17. Um, and then the next year I didn't really hunt. I was really busy with basketball um, as well as bass fishing. I started a bass fishing team for my high school, um, and that kind of grew my passion even more for the outdoors. And then I went out to college. Um, or on a, sorry, a college, and then a church mission. So when I came back from my church mission, I had the ability to hunt here so I could put in all my time. So I did probably 70% scouting, 30% hunting. I spent hundreds of hours in the tree stand going to different spots. And that year that I had all that scouting and preparation, the second day of season, I shot a 140-pound doe with my bow. And then... I didn't realize that you had to buy the extra tag in New Hampshire for a bow for a buck um, at the same time as the doe tag. So what I did was I bought a Massachusetts license. I killed these two bucks right here in Massachusetts. And then I killed um, another doe in Massachusetts. So I ended up getting four deer with my bow in one year, which was really cool. And I could have gotten one more, but I didn't. I didn't need the meat and I was already already basically packed the freezer and was able to feed family and friends. So that was cool that I was able to do that. But then I I found another big shed then that um that fall and I just found new properties and basically tried to expand. I made a relationship with this one private property owner and got tons of trail camera stuff, learned about scrapes and how to pattern deer. Um, and basically just grew my passion and then went back out to Idaho. I was able to get a huge buck over there. Um, and then 2022, the one that's recently out, I killed that buck, which was my biggest with a bow. And he scored right about 120, 121 inches. So that was, that was really cool that I was able to get that deer with my bow. And I had all my buddies there and a couple college roommates. So that was a really awesome thing. So basically in the future now, I'm just going to go for mature, mature deer, basically anything over four years old. I mean, that buck, I sent him in to deerage.com and he was four years old. But before that, most of these ones on the wall are three and a half, except for this big brute right there. But basically that's what we're going to be talking about in this podcast in the future. Just funny hunting stories and basically the mistakes that most hunters and what I made and how we can learn from that success. So thanks for watching and we'll see you soon.